Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Don't pump I'm but a dance dance. I wear these spandex pants pants. My ass looks good when I dance dance. Don't pump I just dance dance. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Superficial Magic, the most magical place on the planet. I am your host, Megan Granger, and we are joined by co-host Dana Moon. Hi, everybody. Dana Moon me. Dana Moon me. Got that podcast, Dana Moon me. Here she is. Um, So today's guest is Sean Brethwaite. Oh. He's an astrologer to the stars, and- also known as Astrology Guy. Um, And we talk about communication, relationships, purpose, and how hot Sean is. Is his last night named Breathway? Wait, Breathwaite. Well, he takes my breath right away by how gorgeous he is. It's distracting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, I mean, he's beyond gorgeous. And even more than that, he's so empathetic and. I've never I like I present present empathy the feeling in the room talking to him mm-hmm. it totally changes your like cellular vibes I mean I was like I feel like I'm a better person by being around you and I thank really, you uh, no by being oh. around Sean oh okay yeah <laughs> not you I do not bring that part out of people I oh my god he's so present yeah he he's just we're really excited. He's been on the podcast before, but um, today we were able to go into some deeper stuff. It's a um, cancer moon right now. So he kind of tells us what's going on with that. You've probably been a lot more emotional lately. You've probably had the um, want to go more inward. He kind of explains how to work with that. And we're, we are now going to have him on every um, for every changing season. He's going to come mm-hmm. in. So four times a year, he's going to come in. Give us some updates. Update us. What's on going on with the planets? What's going on, how we can work with it, and how we can keep manifesting um, to the T. He's our in-house astrologist, if you will. And he's got some big celebrity names. So we're lucky. We're very lucky. Yeah. Um, I'm a little distracted by how hot. Sean is because of this poster outside of a man with a shirt off. Did you see Twilight? Remember um, Jacob from Twilight? Uh huh. He kind of gives me those like those vibes. Okay. Um. Wow that that kid his father ruined his career. Really? Yeah. Have you ever seen Jacob again? What was it? I don't even remember his name. Oh, I, I can't tell you his name. Yeah, his dad ruined it. Look it up, you guys. Very, very important. So we talk a lot about communication mm-hmm. and how astrology tells you about the wiring, mm-hmm. like the time, the date you were born, the time you were born. That that to me, I, I had no idea. Like I'm wired differently. And he did a, he kind of like read how we would communicate with each other through mm-hmm. that. So that's a really fun thing to do if you ever um, want to look it up. I, I think he explains it pretty well, but you can also do sessions with him, but you can take you and your partner, you and your business partner, your romantic partner, whatever, mm-hmm. and kind of look how each of you are wired and what you're going to hit up against um, in your relationships and how you can communicate better through it, which is everything, everything. Yeah. Speaking of relationships. Oh, Dana. Are we going there? How are yours? <laughs> um, 
last night I had an amazing night. Okay. I was feeling kind of bad. I haven't been able to sleep. And I went to meet our friend for a little drink. She wanted to talk to me about her private session with Whitney Olam, which mm-hmm. everybody should be following. She's amazing. And uh, she left. My friend left to go home. And I was just still staying out, finishing my drink because I didn't want to go home for some reason. I Yeah. And then this guy, the motorcycle boy from a few episodes ago. Hottie with a body. Walks in. And I'm like hi and he's like oh hi hi i mean come on universe. i feel like you just go places and people that you mean to see just show up it, it, it keeps felt, happening it to you certainly felt that way so he was because he's been asking to hang out and i've been saying no because again he got out of the relationship whatever so um this kind of forced the hand so he was like i'm gonna go get my motorcycle go change and i'll pick you up at your house we all we live by each other and this bar is by us so it wasn't a big you know to do so i go get changed he goes and gets the motorcycle we go on the most fun ride ever we go up to the hills of like glendale and we're looking down over the glimmering city and it's just beautiful and we talk about abraham hicks forever and we weren't high but we realized something really important that sounds like we were high which is just basically that infinity is expanding and that's all the like that's just what the universe is trying to show us to expand yeah infinitely oh you're like a motorcycle sage yeah we were like just like oh my god our limitations are so embarrassingly dumb and it's infinite and believe me at the time it felt real real groundbreaking really groundbreaking stuff um so then we came back down on the motorcycle i went and he dropped me off at my house to get my mouth guard and my toothbrush super sexy i fed finn and he was like just come stay with with me at my house and i went to his house and he gave me a little half a xanax Mm -hmm. and a little puff of weed this is what motorcycle megan does now and a little sippy of beer motorcycle has changed you and i was just like carried into his bed by this like six by him three he carried you into bed yeah because i was so sleepy and put to sleep by this like hot ass man did he read you a story he read me a story (laughs) and uh he just like did he give you blankie he gave me blankie he like give you teddy Mm -hmm. and he cuddled me all night 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 motorcycle megan (laughs) Night, 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 motorcycle man. Oh my god! And uh, I slept like a little baby, and I woke up this morning and left. We didn't hook up. Um, didn't even make out. It was just what the doctor ordered. Little ride and split. A little ride, a little ride, motorcycle a little ride, snuggle, and, and I out. slept. And I'm not taking a nap today. This is a reset straight from God, Goddess. I love that you guys had that conversation about expansion because we had that. We talked about that with Sean. Exactly. About how the universe just like really wants you to grow and loves it. It's, and like it's its favorite game. Yeah. And the more you expand and the more you grow, you get that like high. Completely. For me it's like a runner's high. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like my go-to, I'm a homebody. I like to be at home. If I am going to meet out somebody for a drink, it's the bar under my house. 
Yeah, um, you don't like to leave. I don't like to stray far. I don't like dangerous things. Um, you know, I, I, a motorcycle, not not quite my speed. I don't particularly like handsome men, even. I like, like, dorky dudes. Mm-hmm. So this is just, like, riding around with a bona fide hunk. You're Come expanding. On. I'm expanding. Look at you. I'm doing something outside the box. So the universe better reward me. That's all I'm saying. Amazing. Um, you look great today because you've been to some big Hollywood meetings. You know, I just walk in a business meeting with my shades on and mm-hmm. I let them know what's up. Yeah. That's the key thing when you go into a Hollywood business meeting. I feel like your life has been exploding right now. You've been meeting with some really big people. I, I, I And it all kind of happened at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know. Like somebody was like, how are you meeting with all of these people at these networks? And like, I was like, I don't know. It just happened. And I like kind of, I don't know. I'm like, I don't want to push it away. I want to like keep being, being like more of this, more of this. Yeah. So I'm kind of scared that I'm going to go back to like how I was before with fear. You're going to go back to no meeting Dana. No meeting Dana. (laughs) And I want to... Keep the momentum going, but um, not no motorcycle, Megan. No meeting Dana. We don't need that. We. I know. I yeah. think that's just. I guess that's like a natural human response to be like, "Is this too good to be true?" Mm. No, you're you're gonna the more meetings, more meetings. You're about to blow up in um, more ways than one. Yeah, you were gone this weekend. I was in Sacramento, and let me just tell you. I'm never talking shit on LA again because I missed it so much. I missed my friends. I missed you guys. I was like kind of a lonely rat in my little comedy condo. <laughs> oh my God. I was just, I felt like a little lone wolf. Aww. I felt like a little animal. Oh no. I was a stray dog and, no, and I had no home. Oh my gosh. But the, <laughs> I'm making this sound so bad, but. Sacramento. I'm so sorry for people who live there. I'm sorry. <laughs> there is nothing to do there. No. I know. I know. And the shows the shows were fun. Um a lot of people came up to me and they were like, "Why aren't you the headliner?" Mm-mm-mm. And so that happened a lot and I was like, "Why am I not the headliner?" Great question. Um so this was a huge growth weekend for me. Yep. Because I realized not only did I realize it, I saw how I was holding myself back. Mm, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, I don't want to accept I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to accept it anymore. And I you want don't have to. To level up. 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 We get sued for just singing the song. <laughs> Should that be our intro song? I, I, I would die for it to be our intro song. Actually, I have it written down right here. Um, new intro song. We are making one. Um, Megan sings I rap. Is that what's happening? I think so. Yeah. So this Saturday, we're going to a birthday. Our musician friend um, oh, is gonna, coming. Yes. And he said he's ready to work on it. Um, there? Yeah. Um, I feel like that's not the place. No, this this is the place. <laughs> this is the time. The last song him and I wrote was in a pool. It, we work well. You know, I'm doing Molly at this party. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've never done it before, and I'm decided <laughs> I'm going to do it. Okay, great. Look, you guys, if Molly's there... I'm going to do it. I'm not doing it. So I will just record all the raps that you lay down. Okay. Okay. I feel like I'm just going to be dancing. I, I, I hope. think I'm just going to be dancing the whole time. I hope so. Um. Okay. So I found a new company that makes great female products. 
It is Lola. It's a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and they offer sex products too. Okay, so I got the tampons in the mail, and as everybody knows, I've struggled with BV forever. I talk about it all the time. It's a pH imbalance. So these tampons actually help your pH because there's no artificial things in it. It's not bleached. There's no, like, it's BPA-free. So these are the perfect thing to use if you want to keep your pH balanced. And even if you don't have um, BV, it just, it's so good for you to not have these normal tampons that we've been used to. And I use the personal lubricant already, mm-hmm. and it is water-based. It's mess-free. It's formulated to give you a healthy pH, and I will never go back to anything else. Yeah, you've been singing the praises of this stuff. I love it. Um, also, it comes straight to your door, which is great. You can order online. Cancel anytime. And if you go right now to mylola.com, you can mm-hmm. enter in our promo card code for 40% off. And the promo is superficial. So please go check it out. Truly so amazing that it's female owned and funded and ran and all natural and come straight to your door. So let us know what you think about it. Um, Join us on the Superficial Magic Facebook group, Superficial Magic Vibrators, and share this episode with a friend. Rate it five stars. Go to Sean's Instagram at Astrology Guy. Also go to his YouTube channel and just stare at him. Yeah. Yeah. He's perfect. Enjoy the episode. Have fun. Hi, Sean. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. We're so excited. Okay, so you were telling me the moon, we're moving into a new season. Yes. Tell me more. Okay, so right now we're actually in Virgo, which is the time of year where you're kind of spiritually meant to assess the parts of your life that are lacking, right? Because we know Virgos are very critical, they're perfectionist, and um, they're kind of like, they're, they're burden to carry as, as a sign, uh, as the sign Virgo, is to never feel like things are actually good enough, mm. okay? So if you know any Virgos, have compassion for that. They're not just critiquing everyone else, they're doing the same thing to themselves. So the thing is, during the month of Virgo, we all have the opportunity to kind of feel a similar energy, which is like noticing the lack in our life or noticing the parts of our lives that we want to improve upon. So rather than stay with that and continue to play that same movie about why you're unhappy, it's like notice it and then decide what you're going to do to kind of transform that energy and improve upon it. Okay. Were you in my head this weekend? Because (laughs) that's my entire experience. I had the weirdest, but a profound weekend Mm -hmm. at a comedy club where I was just like, Okay, all of the like I want to like elevate everything in my life. Right, that's like, I this wanna, time of year. Yeah, that's exactly what you're feeling. You're feeling it at the right time because the thing is, if you're connected to like your inner voice, then and as a Scorpio, you're naturally going to be that way. Mm-hmm. So you're connected to your inner voice. So you're feeling okay. There's things I need to improve upon. There's things I need to do. I want to change things. I want to grow. I want to be better. And the month of Virgo is the perfect time to assess those things and really plant those new seeds and establish that new like version of who you want to be. So it, what does that look like though? Sorry, Dana. Keep going. No, I was just gonna say. Do you just like make a list and write down like this is what I need to change. This is what I want different. Well, you basically say to yourself, okay, what are they? You usually have basically three areas of your life your personal the things you want to do just for you physically then the things you want to do for yourself spiritually and then the things you want to do for yourself mentally 
So if you can kind of pick one main thing in each of those areas, you'll be more likely to stick with it. Because if you make a list, you're right. more likely to not get to everything on the list. Then you'll yeah. be beating yourself up about that. That's what I do. I'm like, change everything. Right, exactly. <laughs> and every single area of my life needs to go. That's taking on too much, Dana. It's Way too much. Too mu- I know. I put too much on my plate and then I go insane. Um, but is it okay? So this is the time for transformation. Yes. Also, you can say that during any time, right? Well, not really. Aren't we always transforming? We are always transforming. That's true. But there's certain times of the year where that the energy is more focused and more powerful for that type of So situation. the energy is helping us transform. Yes. That's why oh, everyone's focusing okay. on kind of what they don't like or what they want to change when you don't usually do that during spring or during like, you know, the first month of summer during cancer. Usually during those, during the month of cancer, you're usually thinking, I need to be in love. I really want to have a relationship right now. And then there's other times of the year where like the last thing I want is a relationship. I just want to go have fun and be single yeah do you know what's been helping me recently is that i've been having i've been just it's like a minor shift Mm -hmm. in my thinking where i'm like okay the universe is helping me like she's on my side that's a major shift so whenever something feels too big i'm just i kind of like relax and i'm like i think of her as a woman um (laughs) (laughs) it's like a friend who's on my side and it's actually like it's made me chill out god is a woman dana god is a woman right there for you ariana grande yes so can we use dana's chart and these three things to help her think of three goals absolutely i think that would be really fun but i would love that i would love that before though for everybody uh like is it dark because i this is something that i was kind of going through last night like when you're shifting things in your life Mm -hmm. like is there a denseness that you feel like energetically like it just feels not overwhelming but But like heavy it feels heavy right like something is like trying to like morph Mm. well the thing is that will be kind of the initial feeling but then based on your perspective and how you choose to kind of um what's the word i'm looking for how you choose to process that energy that will help you lighten the load, so to speak. Okay. It's basically like you were saying, when you think that, you know, the universe has your back, you know, if you really understand that when you're in the flow, everything that happens in your life is in your best interest. If you see each circumstance as, okay, even though this is crappy right now, or this is challenging for some reason or somehow it's in my best interest. Let me find how it's in my best interest. That will lighten the burden of just thinking, okay, why does everything feel so heavy right now? It's like kind of just accepting that this is all happening in my best interest. So let me just go with it Mm -hmm. and see how I can come out on the other side, a better and stronger version of myself. I love that. I love it. Um, Okay. So wait, are we going to, we're going to get into the charts? Well, yeah, I think we should, I think everybody, I want to show people how to do this three, like pick the three things. Right. So you said mental, personal, and spiritual, yes. correct? Yes. So Dana is her moon. You did her chart. And her I did. Her sun sign is Scorpio. Mm, what our mm. moon sign is Leo a. and her rising Psycho. sign is cancer. Just <laughs> so, and just to kind of break that down really quick, like your rising sign is based on the time of your birth and that's how you're first perceived by people. Right. Okay. And yours is cancer, which is a water sign. And each element has a baby, a teenager and an adult and cancer is the baby of the water signs. So your first impression will be very youthful, very like um, fun, loving, 
You know what I mean? Like you'll want to laugh a lot. You'll also want to like talk a lot of crap about the things that are going around and see the humor in it. You know, okay. you're not, that's your natural way of first interacting with people. And you also have like a sweet kind of caretaking disposition when you first meet people. Then once they get past that and they get to your sun sign, Scorpio, Ooh, that's, here we a, go. yes, that's a water sign too, but that's the teenage version. So you're emotional, but emotional more like a teenager in terms of like, there'll be a lot going on, but everyone won't know about it. You'll be more, you know, like, in, in terms of not trusting necessarily immediately, it takes a while to get to really know you. Mm-hmm. Even though when people first meet you, they'll think, oh, she's so open. She's so friendly. She's, you know, so talkative. But the truth is there's a lot going on yeah, I'm that hiding. they don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you're hiding. What Ooh. do they say? Like uh, Scorpios are like dark and mysterious. That's like the number one. That's and secretive. That's yes. what they say about Scorpios. And, it, and the reason for that is, is because it's the second phase of the emotional element which is water and think about it when you're a baby you're totally open you're like you know you show every emotion you get upset you start screaming and crying you're happy you're cracking up it all switches so quickly that's more like cancer scorpios are the teenage version and when you first get start to learn yourself as a young adult as a teenager when you're emotional you're more hidden you're more secretive because you don't want to be vulnerable right and that's what scorpio represents and then pisces is the oldest version of the water signs and that's why they're more open and kind of more willing to show kind of everything that's going on got it so i'm leo leo moon i'm leo moon yeah so moon is how you're wired emotionally so basically like your sun sign is your main personality it's almost like if you want to think of it as your thoughts, your brain is kind of your sun sign because that's how we work on a day-to-day basis. So my brain is a child. <laughs> your brain is a teenager. <laughs> your brain is a teenager. Scorpio. You're the teenager. Yeah, yes. And then your moon sign is kind of how you're emotionally wired. So think of that as your heart, like your, your emotional wiring. So your heart is Leo, which is also a teenager. So you're basically teenager, teenager, baby. If we stir that up, that gives us danger. That makes so much sense. I feel like I'm like baby, baby, teenager. <laughs> but the cool thing is about Leo, which really softens up or, or lightens up your Scorpio energy, is Leo is so not hidden about anything. Leo is mm-hmm. outspoken. Leo like wants to have fun. Leo is like, it's like an explosion of fiery energy. So you'll have that Scorpio part of you that's very like discerning or, or like um, can break down a situation very clearly and wants to be guarded but then you have a whole nother side that just wants to be wild and free and not care about any rules so balancing that together is a really good balance because then you won't be just so hidden and guarded you have mm-hmm. a party that's like you know what let me let go i don't care what anybody thinks i'm just gonna go for it and that's a really good balance to have okay yeah. so okay using those three things yes um what what's like her main you the way you work which i think is brilliant and i don't i've never heard of anybody doing it before like i think you're a genius you kind of use all this information to figure out what the work in someone's life is right so can you see that from dana's already or would you need to go further no we get with with her chart the work more than anything would be finding exactly what it is that you want right and then being able to be open and share that with someone that you trust enough to have your back. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, you have a hard time really feeling like somebody's capable of having your back, but mm. you feel very capable of having everyone else's back. Interesting. I got your back, Dana. 
liar <laughs> does, does that resonate or does that, that does okay that does yeah sometimes even i'm like you know, when you know when i'm alone and right. the thoughts kind of keep going i'm like i think my family's out to get me like <laughs> and they're not like they're so loving it's like but i actually i'm kind of like paranoid that i'm like they're like after me it's very not okay but that makes so much sense that you would say that yes but it's the balance of your chart is because you have that part of you that is kind of guarded but then also that Leo part of you that, you know, really, truly wants to be loved and wants to kind of like be able to express that. So having that desire to be loved and wanting to express it, it kind of battles with the Scorpio part of you that wants to keep you safe and guarded. Guarded, yeah. Right. So it's 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 creating the blend of those two energies where you aren't having that battle anymore, where they're working together instead of kind of challenging each other for who's going to be in control. So I have to trust more. Yes. Okay, yeah. so that's a spiritual goal. Or is that a mental goal? No, that's a great spiritual goal. Okay, so trust spiritual goal is, is trust. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you're going to trust more. Mental. What's a good mental goal for her? Mental would be when you're ha- when you're playing that movie in your head, when you're like when you have that narrative about something that you think is going on and you're analyzing it. Yeah. Realizing that all you need to do in order to diminish that narrative and that energy is communicate. And I mean, we can use that example, even though it was, I know you're kind of kidding, but it's like, let's say you think your family's out to get you, yep, right? They are. The, commu- <laughs> the communication would just be going to whoever it is you're having these thoughts about and asking, are you out to get me? You know, because mo- the thing is, most of the time, mom, <laughs> mom, are you out to get me? we have to talk. <laughs> Did you hire a hit? What if she said yes? <laughs> if she says yes, run for your life. That would be the physical work. Oh, okay. <laughs> Training yourself to run when people are out to get you. Okay, so it's just like ask if you're thinking something, just ask. Exactly. And it's be surprised at heart. <laughs> Just are ask, you out to get me i'm, I'm kind of <laughs> at this point she's like law of attraction bitch ask and you sh- we're having a breakthrough perfect <laughs> and then what's like a good physical a good physical well that would have to be something that you kind of come up with on your own in terms of like keeping your physical body as healthy as possible what's something you can improve upon in that area um working out more because working out is more uh, i mean i guess that's it's a physical slash spiritual slash mental it's like it's everything right right cuz i feel like after i go for a run or a hike i just have such clarity on life mm-hmm. and the things that i make a big deal about are nothing so it's after like after a good workout i think isn't that for everybody uh, yeah i think yeah. if you focus on trust communication and working, working out, out on this month with the energy of the universe helping you, mm-hmm. all of those little things would transform. Exactly. And then like like uh, Megan was saying, keeping that idea that you stated earlier that the universe, everything that happens is in your best interest. Mm-hmm. So then no matter what That's comes kind of up, a game changer. Yes. Then you'll realize whatever it is, you're like, how is this working for me? And that's for everybody. Absolutely. Everybody. That really changes the game. Because a lot of times people think, why is this happening to me? I have really bad luck. They you know? play the victim. Exactly. Or they're thinking, oh my God, I'm manifesting such horrible things. I'm doing everything wrong. We almost went down that road today mm-hmm. and we got right off of it. Yeah. Because we, we were just having so much trouble with the equipment and whatever. And we were like, why is this always happening? And then we were like, nope. Done. I'm nope. over it. We have a very important guest and we can't be in that 
that energy. But I, I don't know. I also like to look inward for like why things are happening and showing up in my life over and over. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. is my energy wavering? Am I kind of putting out something like I'm unsure of myself or, you know, and then that's being reflected in the podcast equipment being like, well, I'm unsure of working. If you're unsure of yourself, then so am I. I, I kind of go through that, which maybe is too, that's might be in too in depth. Like, no, not at all. The thing is, whatever shows up in our life is going to reflect back to us what's going on inside. Yes. So, but- so for me, I, I always want to do that. But then sometimes I'm just like, well, maybe just let it be. And then move on so that I'm not replaying and like recycling. That's true. Something I don't want to keep living. Right. And you can always go by how, when you play it out, how it makes you feel. If you're playing a a movie or a narrative that brings negative energy and heaviness, then yes, let that go because it's not working for you in any way. If you can't find the lesson in it, if you can't find how it's working for you, then you're like, okay, well maybe the only thing in this situation is for me to learn how to let go. Mm. So it's still working for me by teaching me how to let go and not replay this. Yeah. And I went to immediately being like, okay, what am I grateful for in my life? Cause I don't want to focus this on it, focus on this anymore. And so it's as simple as like, I have my own apartment, I have my own space. And I was just like, I am so grateful to come home after traveling and like sharing a space with another comic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> to having my own, and it was just, it just reset everything that's so great it yeah. just changed i was just like instantly in the best mood because i was just appreciating what i have and i'm like six months ago i didn't have this like i would come home to a roommate or like other people over or whatever so yeah that's the one place that we're lucky we always have the choice of where we're going to focus yeah that's one thing that cannot be taken from us and in, in any circumstances on a daily basis in every moment from moment to moment we always can choose where we're putting our focus and it will shift our disposition our emotional disposition our connection our mind body soul connection it will all shift with just making the choice to focus on what's in your best interest so i have something interesting that went Kind of into the focus thing. So like okay. last week, I was focused on everything good and my life was perfect. Love I it. was the healthy, like I was the happiest I've ever been in my entire mm. life. Then this week, I just totally sabotaged every single one of it. Mm-hmm. Was why? <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to Therapy 101 with Megan Granger. Well, here's one thing to know just astrologically also that we were kind of talking about when you first got in here was the moon, it, it plays a huge part in our emotional disposition, where the moon is. Talking about me? I'm talking about Dana Moon. <laughs> <laughs> she moon. actually plays a huge part in how we all feel about our lives. But it's, <laughs> the moon shifts every two to three days. And whatever sign the moon is in, it's going to affect your individual chart in a specific way based on what element you have in common with where the moon is. So, for example, today the moon is in Cancer, right? So we have uh, Dana's a water sign, Scorpio. Your moon is water. Mm -hmm. Megan's moon is water, Scorpio. And my moon is Cancer, water also. So while it's in water, we're going to be feeling more emotional, more heavy, like you were saying earlier. Um, just more easily affected by things like that. So when you shift it from last week into this week, depending on where the moon was, it's going to have you feeling a different way. Wow. So then when the moon is here Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to feel this way. Right. What do you do? Do you just like kind of take yourself out of the game for a little bit? Like I'm going to just 
way low hide from the world. Yeah, I'm, well, as much as you can. Well, the thing is that you the best way to go about it is what I've kind of learned over the years and what I kind of share with my clients when they come in to get readings is knowing this information, then we can do the things to counterbalance it. For example, when it's in cancer, my moon's cancer, it's going to make me way oversensitive and way over emotional. So if I find myself taking offense to something someone says, instead of me just hiding and saying, I'm going to stay in the house while the moon's in cancer. So I don't take offense to anything. Mm. I'll check myself and say, okay, Sean, you're clearly overreacting. The moon's in cancer. So take a deep breath. And if you really want to know if they meant something bad, then ask the question. You're also you for asking. That? It's so good. The it's communication, so I'm communica- telling you, okay. is the key. So communication is what we want to talk to you about, actually. Awesome. Okay, I love that. Where do we even jump off? First off, are our signs combat- compatible for communication? I thought you were going to say com- combative. <laughs> <laughs> are our signs combative? <laughs> well, here's the, the great thing about your charts, because... You're Scorpio, Dana. Megan, you're Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Capricorn and Scorpio are extremely compatible. And the reason why they are is because both of them kind of see the world, world in a very similar way. They really honor the idea of doing things step by step. They honor the idea of having confidence when you've earned the right to have confidence based on accomplishments. Like, you know, they also um, take their time to get to know someone, to get to trust someone. So you operate in a very similar way. So your communication would be pretty easy, but go ahead, sorry. Oh no, my, I just realized my ex that I dated for five years was Capricorn. Ooh. See, and that lasted five years. Yeah, we have five, five years, years we've together. Got fi- <laughs> we've got four more years together, girl. So, so <laughs> speaking of like an intellectual place where your sun sign really is, then like mind to mind, you communicate really well. When you get emotional, however, Uh-oh. the game changes a bit mm. because then Megan becomes more Scorpio because your moon is Scorpio and you become more Leo. So if you guys do have a conflict, you're going to be operating more from your moon sign because that's where you operate from when you're emotional. In that circumstance, you would be more likely to kind of blow up and instantly say how you feel, what you're pissed off about, yeah. maybe even say something that might be offensive in that moment. But and that's thing- very accurate. I do. I do. I had that problem in high school. It's fire. I would blow up on people Your and then walk fire. away. That's and what it people is. People were like, "What's wrong with her?" But the cool thing about it is, once you get over it, then you're like, "What is everybody so pissed about? Why can't we just forget this?" Yeah. Because the thing is, is that's how fire moons are. So if you're communicating with someone else that has fire moon, you can have that interaction where you just blow up at each other, and then ten minutes later, you're like, "Let's go grab a coffee," and you're fine. But if you blow up like that with Megan and you say some things that you can't necessarily take back, mm-hmm. they're going to stay because her moon is Scorpio. So knowing that you'll say, okay, I have to make sure when I communicate with Megan, if it's about something I'm unhappy about when it comes to her, I have to really just stick to kind of what it is and what the resolution is, as opposed to just allowing yourself to kind of blow up and say she whatever to say comes it to say baby talk to me. Because she, she needs to be a little sweet about it. <laughs> You can cuss her out as long as it's in a baby yeah, voice. Yeah, if it's in a baby voice. I do. I was say, I like, like, I like communication, even if somebody's like, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. So much better than somebody just not saying anything. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So. Well, and it is so important because a lot of times what we'll do is we'll see how someone's acting or something that they've done. Then we'll make our own conclusions about what that means about mm-hmm. them, how they feel about us. Then we'll decide what we're going to do based on that. No yeah. communication involved. So now we're living our lives, making choices based on a narrative that we came up with by speculating on what's going on with somebody else instead of just asking them. And, and the weirdest thing is when you realize how people think 
you think about them and you're like oh my god (laughs) no like they're like and then you did this and like you were feeling that way about me and it's just like oh my god jurassic park was just on tv that night and like i wanted to go home you you know it has it's always not what you think yeah so it's like if you're having uh if you're drawing some sort of conclusion or creating a narrative in your head about someone's behavior and what it means Rather than going with that as fact, especially if it's something that's causing negative emotions, your, you know, your response is negative to what you're thinking, go and have the conversation with them. You know, why are you being so quiet? Is everything cool? And then the thing is, is once they respond, you can take them, even if it doesn't, if you don't believe them and you're like, mm, I don't know, something's wrong with them. At least you had the conversation and you can take them at their word. And then you can make decisions based on the facts of what that person said about how they feel. As opposed to what we usually do. And I work with a lot of couples and I'm telling you so much of it is about creating a narrative in your head. about and having how they, fake arguments for it, days yes, that never existed. Exactly. Never Replank getting to resolution scenarios. because yeah. you're always fighting about perspective. Mm, so As, what do you do? You basically have the conversation about what it is the person did that made you feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then when you come to the table to have that conversation, you also need to know what it is you're asking for in order to feel better. Because if I just come to you and I say, Megan, you know, when you were talking to that guy, it really pissed me off and I can't believe you were doing that. This is the best news I've heard all day. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I would never do that to you. I can't believe this. You know, instead of having that conversation, I can say when you did that, it pissed me off. But can you agree from this point on if we're out together to, you know, not do that? Oh, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Resolution. Resolution. And it's always that easy, everyone. No, no but it's like if you, if you know what you're asking for, yeah. then you're good to go. But yeah. what happens most of the time is someone comes and explains why they're pissed, and then the other person starts telling them why they shouldn't be because mm-hmm. they're explaining why they did what they did. Right. Welcome so, to my childhood. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I couldn't feel the way I felt. Like it wasn't allowed. allowed. It wasn't validated. Yes. Yeah. It was validated. Yeah. And, um, now I feel like what's scary for me and maybe other people is like when you're communicating with somebody and you're speaking your truth and talking about your feelings, mm-hmm. there is the possibility of being rejected. Right. So that's what kind of is my block, I would say. But remember, that's going to be our ego because our ego wants to make sure they're perceived a specific way. If we get away from the idea of caring whether the other person thinks we're right or wrong or whether the other person thinks we're crazy or overreacting, forget about what they think about how you feel. Express how you feel and then tell them what you're requesting from them. That way you never get into the debate of whether you, you have the right to feel that way or not. You're just saying, okay, if you care about me, I'm sharing with you how I feel. This is how I feel. I'm not saying you're right or wrong for doing it. I'm just saying this is how I feel. In order to make me feel better, this is what I'd like you to do. Then it keeps us away from that like spiraling into that black hole of debating who's right and who's wrong. So just saying this is how I feel and this is how I would, this is what I want from you. Exactly. Oh, that, would, that would feel so much better exactly because then the person either says yes i can do that or no i can't and then you can make your decisions Mm -hmm. about the relationship based on the facts of whether they're willing to show up for you or not right instead of debating whether or not you're overreacting or whether or not you're being overly sensitive like that should come off the table completely because we're all wired so differently right that's the beauty of astrology oh wow that's yeah the difference in the wiring so when we're picking companions Mm -hmm. is it smart i mean what if you 
a have already married someone who might be a bad companion match which i've run into yes yes um you can make that work i'm assuming absolutely yeah absolutely that's the cool thing about first about love is Mm, because love really means something more than just feeling you know close to someone or feeling turned on by them love really means you care enough about that person to make the choice to do the things that make them feel loved in order to know that they have to tell you that warmed my heart i'm gonna cry (laughs) that's really sweet but that's real love but sometimes you don't know what those things are until you talk to somebody like you you who who tells me what i'm actually like you don't tell me what i'm thinking but you read my chart and you're like these are some things you're struggling with and i'm like i have different language to explain to people what i need from them exactly yeah and that's that's how astrology can really help you because that's the thing it's like most people hear astrology and they think oh predicting the future i try to stay away from that as much as possible because i feel like we create our own future based on our thoughts and our choices and our actions yes right so it's like is we can use astrology though to know how we're wired and to know how the people that we care about are wired so that way we can bridge the gap Mm -hmm. of disconnection especially with people who are wired so differently and if you're in a relationship already with someone who you know is let's say an element or a sign that you're not compatible with. Okay, great. If you love them, you're still going to be willing to communicate, to understand what it is they require in order to feel loved. And you can make up your mind whether or not that's something that you're capable of doing. If you have two people doing that, both people are satisfied. So, okay. So if you are on the same side, then, yes. then you're good. Mm-hmm. And when, and if you're dating somebody across the side or if your friendships or your business partners, then you're like, Oh, we're going to have to learn how to, to understand their language a little better exactly okay are there any of like really good cross communicators there are in terms of for example let's see if we take because the thing is with every with every sign there's also a leader an organizer and a networker Okay, so if one of the networkers from one side is talking to another networker from another side, even though it's across the elements, then it's good to go. For example, if you have Virgo talking to, let's say, Virgo's a networker with Sagittarius, those two are going to communicate pretty well because they're both kind of open minded and just want to explore the ideas. And so they're not going to have the same problem that, you know, let's say a cancer in a Sagittarius would have. Because cancer in Sagittarius, what's a cancer? Cancer's a leader sign. Oh, and then they're also very it. emotional. And they're talking to a fire sign that's a networker. So they're instantly, within 15 minutes, the Sagittarius will have hurt the cancer's feeling without even knowing it. <laughs> and the like, cancer what? be like, they're so mean. I can't <laughs> oh, believe they just oh said God, that. Oh my God, that is so interesting. Yeah. So are there just types that I'm like, I, I know the answer to this is no, but... Can you just be like, I just want to stay away from that person. Like, it's always going to trigger me. Or is your work to be like, stop being triggered? Yes, that's the work. The thing is, that's the beauty of understanding how they're wired. Because, for example, Aries sometimes, for me, can be a bit of an annoying sign. Only because they are kind of self-centered. They're really outspoken. They're always trying to control what everyone's doing, Mm -hmm. you know? And so rather than me being triggered by that and thinking, oh, you're trying to control my life, I, you know, say to myself, this is how they're wired. They're actually trying to be helpful. This is their version of being loving. Understanding it that way, then I'm not triggered as much. Right. I still will, you know, create some boundaries and say, I'm going to kind of do my own thing. (laughs) You know, I don't, you you don't need to run everybody's life in this room, but understanding that's how they're wired instead of 
me thinking they're just disregarding people's feelings, you know, and then taking it personally. It's like you can you can choose basically to once you understand how they're wired, you can choose how to deal with them the best to get the best out of them. Okay, I have one more question about this, and it might be really weird, and we can take it out if it is. <laughs> okay, so when you're dealing with archetypes, like it's come to my attention if I want to change mine to something more fiery, maybe it's better for me to be around people who aren't fiery so I can take that spot like unconsciously. That that would be good, but then it's also good to be around people that are fiery. So I can understand how to be as well. Exactly. And but that, I need to do both. And yes. that's the same with the signs. Like yes. if you want to change into more of a kind of sign. Okay. Exactly. Okay. It's basically okay. kind of like what I was saying about Aries, even though they may trigger me, I've I've actually put I, I kind of make the decision to be around more of them because I'm like, okay, this energy can actually help me step out of my shell more. So they can inspire me to be kind of more like they are. It'll be more of a balanced version, but it, they can they can kind of show you how to be more fiery because that's how they're naturally wired. Mm-hmm. Is the stuff that that like is the Aries just stuff you've like disassociated from? Like, is it kind of? You mean like how like, I get triggered by them? Yeah, is it something <laughs> you have to like reintegrate? Basically, okay. yeah. The thing is, once I kind of started to because uh, I've been studying in astrology for like twenty years now and practicing as an astrologer for about ten. It's I've learned now how to kind of navigate through each relationship with an open mind and understanding and not allowing myself to be triggered by those things because I understand this is how they're wired. Why would I hold something against someone that they're not intentionally doing to hurt me? You know, the thing is, we get triggered when we take it personal. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm like, they're out to get me. Yeah, they're, they're just that's just how they're wired. Right. Again, people out to get me. <laughs> I know, we keep coming back to this common really theme. Interesting theme, Dana. Dana. It's coming up so much. I so paranoid. It. I didn't realize how paranoid I was. I didn't either. I'm, I'm loving this. I need to stop smoking weed. <laughs> but how great is it if you, you know, start to implement communication? Yes. Then you can kind of diminish any paranoia. Yeah. Because you can ask the question. And it's also not like, uh, Anything that's confrontational makes me really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I'm just like, the world's going to explode. But I find you to be pretty comfortable with it, honestly. Like, you stand up for yourself and you don't, and like, I don't think you have a block there. Really? Mm Mm-mm. Because I just, in the past, I feel like there's so many patterns of like people, um, me allowing people Mm. to kind of like walk all over me Mm -hmm. and then me not really not always standing up for myself. I think maybe now I'm better at it because it happened so many times where I was like, okay, I need to like respect myself and like stand up for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. I'm inspired by it. Well, and this is a perfect example. When Megan looks at you and how you behave, she's thinking you always speak up for yourself because of that Leo moon and how you're wired from her perspective. If she relates it to herself, she's like, well, you speak out for yourself much more than she does. Mm -hmm. But when you are just relating to your own stuff, you're like, oh my God, I could could do this so much more. I could be so much better at this. So that's the perfect example of like when you're kind of interpreting someone based on how you behave. On your own limitations. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what we all, that's what most of us do. You know, so that's why if we can kind of see someone for how they're wired and understand it's going to be a different set of standards and rules, then it's much easier to kind of navigate that relationship and then communicate your way to a deeper connection. 
And everybody has like a main, I guess their main lesson for life. Yes. And that's through astrology. Yes. Well, that's the way that I kind of find it is the sun, moon and rising is one thing, but then there's also something called your true node, which when you look at your true node, that will kind of give you your underlying spiritual kind of lesson to learn Mm -hmm. less of a lesson and more of like what the energy that you're meant to transform is. Okay. Because a lesson kind of sounds like, okay, well, you need to, you know, learn this to be better. But it's more just transforming and and growing. Because, I mean, we're created from the same thing that the earth is created from. The earth is constantly changing and growing. If we embrace the idea that we're constantly meant to change, then it'll be much easier to kind of navigate through these situations and circumstances that are meant for us to grow instead of resisting them. Goosebumps. Yes. Would you call that like your soul path or like your soul absolutely coming your, through to have that main life lesson? Yes, absolutely. Because your your soul, at least what I believe, is that your you your soul kind of chooses what vibration to come through on to know exactly what chart is going to be best to establish what energy you're meant to transform. And that's why when you look at a chart, you can say, okay, this is exactly what's going on here. This is what we're working with. This is the best way for you to transform that energy and then manifest the things that you want. Have the relationships that you want to have. And accelerate your evolution. Exactly. The universe just loves transforming energy. Absolutely. That's like its game. I kind of feel that. Yeah. We were talking about that on the car right over here. Dana was like, it's so dumb that me, somebody who wants to be like who I want to be, was born how I was born and raised how I was raised. And I was like... I think it might just be really fun for the universe to have that big of a more of a challenge. challenge. Well, and that's the great thing about it, because someone like you who gets to transform that energy, how much better you'll be at expressing and teaching others how Mm. to transform that energy because you were meant to transform from one extreme to another. Yeah. You know, so it's like it's it's almost like when you when you look at someone who's worked out and you see the before and after picture. Someone who's made a major transformation, you're like, oh my God, how'd you do that? But someone who's always been in shape, you're like, whatever, not that exciting. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. But, so it's, it's, it's the same my type My life of is of- the biggest loser. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in, you guys. This is I find it good. fascinating because like, I'm obsessed with all these like self-help and spiritual teachers and mm-hmm. like people who founded like you know, like Buddha and and Reiki and like, like the th- common theme is that they were like so low in their life and were so rock bottom. Right. And then they had like this major profound realization, which led them to like discovering true love and writing all these books and like Wayne Dyer, like mm-hmm. all these people, Eckhart Tolle, Tolle or whatever, how you say his name. Mm-hmm. We've been saying Tolly for years, but it's yeah. Eckhart Tolle. But Eckhart Tolle, I always say Tolly too. I always but. say Tolly, yeah. Um, I'll never stop saying Tolly. But don't you find that fascinating? It's like all of these healers, spiritual gurus, or what you know, that mm-hmm. have helped humanity on such a global level with like with consciousness. Like they were almost committing suicide. Like they were literally like, okay. Yeah. They were at the worst point of their life. So you guys, Don't you guys just find like, that fascinating? Can you guys yes. hit your rock bottom a little bit faster, please? So can... <laughs> yeah, but from that's... the most darkness, you can reveal yeah. the most light. Yes. For totally. sure. So that was my, I guess I was trying to get to saying how like the universe loves a challenge. That's it. It's so cool. I, I think it's like, 
a really fun game. It is. That's why it's about embracing the challenge. Don't resist what is. If you feel like if you've said to yourself, oh, I'm so screwed up. I'm so this. I'm so that. Okay, great. Embrace that. Now move. Start from that point and move forward. Don't spend any more time. What about people who are in a place in their life where they like just don't feel aligned? They don't know what they want to do. Mm -hmm. They haven't found their passion yet. Basically, what first do you of all, what, what's... Ac- acceptance is the first step and saying instead of resisting who you are, first of all, accepting, OK, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know where I want to go or how I'm going to get there. I'm starting from that place and it's OK. Now all I need to do is start to kind of wrap my head around some ideas of the things that I might like. Mm-hmm. See which one feels the best and then start to go in that direction. And then as you start to go in that direction, you always use your, your inner compass, which is like, that's what our, our gut instinct and our feeling is really for, is to help guide us like signposts along the way. And if we use that, then we're good to go. But the thing is, when we're in that position and we're just resisting who we are and comparing ourselves to other people. And, and kind of feeling down about and, it. Yeah, feeling it, like yeah. there's something wrong with me for not knowing what I want to do. It's okay. Not everybody wakes up so passionate about one thing. That's totally fine. Yeah, we're some, not all Will Smith. No, you know? some people are wired that way and some people aren't. And that's so fine. It's just basically embracing who you are starting from that place and realizing your only purpose is to be fulfilled whatever looks that looks like for you go for it it doesn't need to match up to anyone else's standard at all oh, i love that i love that too that's a hard one for us these days though. oh yeah <laughs> yeah with, with social media oh my god it's, it's outrageous it's outrageous what are some like good ways for us to finish 2018 so strong that we just like come out on top. We come out on top. That's what I'm trying to say. I was going to say that. We, I can't even say what I was going to say. <laughs> no, say it. I you guys, I'm, I'm definitely going to erase this part, but I was going to be like, how do we like hump 2018 into submission? I love that. <laughs> I think you should totally keep that. <laughs> That's incredible. Okay. So how do we do that? How do we dry hump the rest of 2018 into completion? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So the thing is, 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 basically like first off really accepting yourself for who you are right now in this present moment i love that that's that's where it all begins the moment you say okay i am totally embracing who i am even if it hasn't or it even if i haven't reached whatever goals i thought i would reach up until this point it's really just accepting this is where i'm at right now and right now is where life is in this present moment so if i start here kind of Take the lessons from the past, but then let the rest of it go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stay, start from this point, accept yourself for who you are and where you're at, and then establish what it is that you want to do, and then a step-by-step plan of how you're going to get it, you know? And being easy on yourself along the way. You know, I don't mean like babying yourself through things and when you are meant to get up and do a list of things that you established you were supposed to do and you don't do them saying, oh, it's okay. No, it's, it's not okay, <laughs> but you, you can say, all right, I didn't do it today. I'm going to do better tomorrow, but spend no more time on the I didn't do it today. Whoa, yes, okay. That's the thing. No more beating yourself up well, about the past. beating yourself up. It's the, wasted time. The thing with the change, and I think a lot of people can relate to this. Not everyone can, thank God, but like, I can feel that I want to change. I can feel that I am changing, but I can also feel like, but you haven't really ever done it before. Mm-hmm. But that's the like you don't get stuck on that. 
absolutely not. Remember, every time you say something like that, that's your ego. Mm. Trying to stay safe. Trying mm. to stay alive. Your ego likes the familiar. Even if the familiar is a miserable place, your ego loves it because it's, there's nothing to be afraid of. Because it recognizes all of it. It recognizes the fights. It recognizes the insecurity. It recognizes all. It recognizes when you're lazy, if that's what you're kind of doing. It's like, this is who I am. And it will fight to keep you there. Mm. So if you decide, I'm not going to have that, or I'm not going to feed that voice any more of my conversation, I'll hear it and I'll witness it, but I won't engage with it. And I'll say, okay, I might, may have never changed before, but that doesn't mean anything about what I can do now. Right. And right. then it's, it's, it's maybe having that one moment to witness that thought, but then engage with the voice that wants to change. Yes. That, and that's the, that's the work and the, what, what we need to do in order to finish 2018 feeling amazing is by saying, I'm really ready to let go of this story that I've compiled of who I am, as opposed to saying who I want to be is all based on the choices I make in this present moment and moving forward. Mm -hmm. that's who you truly are is real endless possibility and pure love so if we start from that place we're good to go that's where that's who we all are at our core yes that's all the other madness that we've like defined ourselves and that definition holds us back because then you're just perpetuating some old story of who you were back in the 90s i'm just kidding i love the 90s i truly the 90s were amazing i need to let it go (laughs) do we have any more questions for this brilliant man Besides all of them? Well, I know, yeah. What is, um, I guess, what's the most common question that you get from people? What is the most common question I get? It's interesting because usually... Or is there something we haven't asked you that you feel like is necessary to say? Um, I think the, the most important thing I, I would love to kind of just share is right now in terms of relationships... They've kind of gotten a bad rap. Everyone, when they mention relationship, I can just see it. When I'm in a session and a relationship comes up, people almost freeze. Because relationships are seen now as, as a burden or a responsibility or you know something that confines you to not having independence. Relation, th- that's a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> relationships actually can be a team where both people are better because they have their partner with them. Someone supportive that loves you, that you have communication with, that you feel stronger as an individual. That's what a relationship can be. If we know that's what a relationship can be, we'd be so much more excited about being in one. But everyone's running from relationships right now because they're terrified that it's going to be like the one they had last time. Okay, Sean, I'll date you. <laughs> My God, that was I think beautiful. he was making eye contact with me when he was saying that, so you need to knock off. <laughs> I totally, that's why I have been single, because I'm like, I'm scared that it's going to, by being with somebody like my identity is going to be removed and right. I'm not going to have the freedom to pursue my dreams. And that's completely insane of me. But the thing is, most people think that way. And it's only because of their past experiences and because of kind of what they see maybe with other people's relationships. But the truth is, if we can really just wrap our head around the idea that if we're being the best version of ourselves and we're willing to communicate openly and honestly with the people that we care about, a relationship can be the best thing that ever happened to you. It can help you grow at like leaps and bounds. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like the relationship with yourself and the relationship with someone else. It's like, it, that's what it's all about. Like our, 
all of our lives are based on relationships. So if we start to embrace the idea that relationships are exciting, whether they're romantic, friendship, whatever, I mean, especially the romantic ones, because those are the ones getting a majorly bad rap right now. <laughs> but it's like, if, if we just embrace the idea that relationships are kind of what we're meant to have, that's why we're not on this planet by ourselves, <laughs> then embracing that and understanding that communication is what's going to help us kind of win in that game of life, then... We'll be good to go. Communication's everything. Communication is everything. Yeah, this, this podcast is going to be called Communicate oh. with Me. Oh my God. You make me want to be a better person. You oh, make I love me that. feel so Thank calm. You. I know. I'm so calm. Oh, I really feel awesome. like this was like a game changing conversation. to humanity. Yes. I appreciate that. Do you have any tips of like how you can bring love into your life? Ooh, yes. That's good. That's a good one. Okay. So tips for bringing love into your life. First of all, ask yourself, honestly, when I think of love, what do I truly believe? Because then you're going to really find out what your wiring is and what your kind of subconscious programming is around love. Mm. And be honest with yourself about what that is. And then think to yourself, is that belief something that I want to keep? (laughs) Is that inspiring? Is that serving? Right. right? Exactly. Is that serving my life? Is that helping me bring love into my life? And if it's not, then it's saying, okay, that's just based on my conditioning, which every day we have a choice to reprogram our conditioning based on how we decide to perceive the world and the choices we make. So bringing love into your life is going to start with first believing that it's truly possible. Mm. That is not just something that we see in a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the reason why we love those movies as kids or we love romantic comedies or whatever is because it touches something within us that wants that and that knows it's real. And life lasts more than, you know, an hour and 30 minutes. Yes. But when you want to bring love in your life, you have to understand that it's all it's going to take work like everything else. Just like loving yourself takes work. But it's rewarding when you mm, do it. Yeah. And there's nothing more rewarding. And if you have that relationship with yourself, with the people in your life, with your work, then you will be inspired on a daily basis to be fulfilled through the ups and downs. I'm not saying you're always going to feel good. There are days you wake up feeling like crap. It's mm. natural. It's human. But within that, you're saying, OK, what can I love about today? And what's the best way to do that? Also with like uh, calling in love, what if you like follow couples on Instagram that you like want to emulate? That you like, like. That's great. I mean, if, if they is that weird? You, we, no. haven't, <laughs> we haven't started a joint account yet, <laughs> Megan. <laughs> yeah, how would you follow us when we haven't even started this? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm so like naive to Instagram. The only reason why I ever started one is because we did the first podcast. Mm-hmm. And but Megan I love Sp- your, your Instagram. Thank yeah. you, thank you. We were looking at it today. It's it's. Yeah, you, I think following people that are in love is great. Anything that's going to inspire you to have it for yourself is going to be fantastic. Yeah, but it's I like do that. seeing it to be, seeing it to believe it, as opposed to seeing it to feel to compare and feel less than. If you're inspired by it, I'm inspired not, by it. Yeah. Awesome. Then and it's if you're a beautiful claim thing. It, claim it. We have yes, to claim it. I'm like exactly. this exists. So like for this couple, and like that can exist for me. Absolutely. Yeah. It 100% can. 
You guys, best convo ever, as usual. Oh, this was it. so how great. You guys have to come over every day. I know. How do they find you? Never leaving. How did you find how, me? How do they find oh. you? <laughs> I know how I found you. Stalking you. It was, we were star-crossed lovers from the beginning. But, um... <laughs> how how can they find me? They can find me on Instagram at, at Astrology Guy. Yep. Right? That's my Instagram. And if they want a session, do they email you? They email me through uh astrologyguy channel at gmail.com because I have a YouTube channel. You can um check that out and then email me through that. Astrology guide channel. Yes. At Gmail. Exactly. Perfect. And on that you you do like Skype sessions and sessions with people. Absolutely. Okay. I do Skype sessions all the time. I awesome. have clients all over the world. Perfect. Well, Dana, how can they find you? At Dana Moon Me. You Megan. Can find me at Megan Granger and go to the Superficial Magic um, page on Apple Podcasts and rate it five stars and give it a good review. And, and share this episode with a friend. Yeah, if share it, it inspired with a friend you. Or friends or whatever. Um, we will talk to you soon. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank it was you incredible. This is what you gotta do. Ain't no treadmill. No, no, no. Ain't no bicycle. No, no, no. no. Do it on a yoga mat. No. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.